Welcome to Ask Cadence, everybody, the project management podcast. My name is Pete Wright, and I'm sitting here once again with John Patton. John, good morning. Good morning, Pete. How are you today? I'm doing very well. Thank you. It seems uh, it seems like we're on the cusp of spring. Can you it's smell it? It's always a hope. It's oh. always a hope, Pete. Oh, the strawberries are getting just slightly better with every <laughs> bite. Uh, we're going to take on a uh, we're going to take on a uh, dare I say a fear or misconception uh, that project managers uh, who don't have the technical skill in whatever project they are managing are somehow uh, going to put the project at risk. Mm-hmm. Is that a fair way to frame the the fear? I think that's uh, one fear, uh, and um, another uh, fear is. Um, that if a company adopts project management in in, in a, a methodological approach to project management, uh, that somehow um, the only kind of project manager that results will be a non-technical person. Sure. And that non-technical people will be put in charge of product development projects or uh, manufacturing process line projects or engineering projects. And Eventually the fear is the project will be overrun by bureaucracy. Well, and, well, and that they'll, make, they'll make bad decisions uh, here. Yeah. It's, and and it, it is a fear uh, that exists among uh, highly skilled technical people who are very competent in the, in the work that they do. And so I, I would like to address that side of it today. Uh, I'm not going to defend uh, project managers who don't have technical skills. Uh, I've known people who are very, very good and they're very smart about relying on technical people to make technical decisions. Uh, I'm going to come around to a position of support in the companies who feel they must have technical people as, as project managers. Well, I, I, I think uh, just in fairness to whoever has that fear, it probably is based on some experience. There's got to be some right? bad experience Something behind it. Something has happened Pete, that that's that very up. insightful. Right. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm so we sure get that it is. as table stakes, right? It's on yeah. it. We have it here. We, we, so the person who's raising that issue says, and I have proof. Yeah, exactly. That we know that, that, that it's, somebody, there's probably some truth. Somebody from outside came in and messed up a project royally, and they exactly. didn't know what they were talking about. Uh, so I, I'm saying, let, let's say we're in a company, and it's, uh, the company is, has a uh, tremendous reputation based on its technology, and they want to maintain uh, that reputation, yet they want to do better on their projects. Let's say they're doing well, but they want to build on that skill and get better. They've got world-class engineering, and they want now world-class project management. So in that kind of a company uh, where they want technical project managers, then they need to look in the technical ranks for people uh, to uh, become project managers. Now, they're, the they're, technical people. The give, technical people. Right. So yeah. give them the right skills. Well, sure. Okay. Uh, now, there, there are some caveats there, though. They have to want to be project managers. There's nothing really worse than having a person who does not want to be a project manager uh, try to run a project because they will inevitably avoid project management practices and go to their comfort zone, which is engineering. And in that case, the engineering side of their project will do well, but they'll be frustrated with the things that they're not working on that are not going well. And so, uh, first of all, you, you have to want the job. 
And then second, uh, an engineer becoming a project manager uh, needs to realize uh, that uh, eventually there will be non-engineering people on these projects. Now, now why am I saying eventually? Uh, if an engineer uh, does well as a project manager, they're going to get a, a bigger project the next time to run. They're going to get a project which is a little more complex. And is this person with good technical background and understanding and good project management skills uh, becomes more valuable, they'll be given even broader assignments. So eventually, not only will they be uh, working with um, people who come out of engineering and, and the technical side of the project and they'll be well able to converse uh, very well with them. They'll be working with manufacturing and finance and marketing people if they have overall responsibility for a project. Uh, some of these great engineers may decide that their uh, calling that they would like to pursue is marketing uh, and, and uh, they may become even product managers, very akin to what's known as a program manager in the project world today. So the, the, the first thing I'd, I'd like to say uh, is you got to want to. The second is there is a career path uh, that you can follow of increasing responsibility, increasing compensation if you're interested in moving that way. There's also a career to stay as an engineer. Uh, and there's also a career to stay as a what we would call an extended team member. The engineering representative on a project team, more like a systems engineer who's pulling together uh, all of the technical aspects of the project for the project manager. So there's a path to take if your company feels that it's very important that the project managers have an engineering background to be pretty uh, good engineers, then uh, that is very uh, that is very doable, very possible, and it's a, one of the ways which project management is done nowadays. Now, for that engineer who says, "Yes, I want to be a project manager," and as they continue along their path, uh, they they want to do more and more project management. Uh, we have to address another engineering fear, and that is that I will lose my technical edge. Hmm. And that is going to come true. As you spend more and more of your time, you will retain the ability to have conversations with sharp engineers. Uh, there will be opportunities for you to exercise your skills and prove to yourself that you still have it uh, in certain areas, but you will notice that you are starting to go uh, more obsolete in other areas. This is simple, simply a natural attrition yes. as a result, or atrophy, I should say, as a result of not exercising those muscles. Yeah, uh, being in the field and being interested in all the most recent developments in the field in and of itself uh, keeps you sharp. Practicing daily gives you your edge. And if, uh, if you're having conversations and not doing the practice, right. uh, you have a kind of an edge, but it's more supportive of project management than it is of engineering. And in that uh, extreme end case here, uh, you have to do what non-technical project managers do. And you have to let the highly technically competent people make technical decisions. Because there is also that risk that if there is a person who was very, very sharp technically and now is a project manager and the field has passed them up 
they could be making the same bad decisions that they had as a fear when they were a highly competent engineer contemplating project managers who did not have a technical background. So we've sort yeah. of come full circle here, Pete. Uh, it is a, a very good thing if you can spare the engineers and you have people that want to become project managers to have both skill sets. Well, and I feel like even, even as though we've come full circle when referring to the project manager who has the engineering skill set, really where this started was the engineer working for and fearful of working for a project manager that didn't have that skill set. What we're saying is, you know what, if the organization is, and check me when I start, you know, mm -hmm. misinterpreting, uh, what we're saying is an organization supportive of uh, engineer proje engineering project managers gives a lot of opportunity for these engineers on project teams to work for somebody, to work for a project or with a project manager who, even if they're not practicing, they understand the vernacular. They understand the, the challenges that engineers in the organization uh, deal with, and they understand the product development process. Of course, yes, yes, Pete. I, I agree with everything you've said. Okay. Um, the, um, you know, I, I question the skills of the project managers that create the bad case studies, uh, because the best of the project managers I've seen, uh, first of all, uh, leave the technical decisions to technical people. They make sure the right people are together discussing the right things, and they know who should be making the, the decisions. Uh, they also are, are pretty quick studies when it comes to picking up the terminology of other people, but I see great respect for the skill set and the dependence on the skill sets of the people uh, on, that, uh, on that team from uh, wherever they may come. Uh, but uh, in, in a highly technical um, um, oriented environment, uh, there is a great benefit in having uh, technical people become project managers. Well, I think that's a great a, a great way to leave it. This is a, a the voice of sanity. <laughs> there is nothing to fear. We can move forward, and everybody can, in fact, uh, uh, learn and grow in projects. Yes, that's mm -hmm. good. It's a good way to to, uh, to leave this. John, thank you so much for your time today. Okay, Pete. Uh, yeah. Folks, make sure you visit the website cadencemc.com and uh, visit the podcast. Subscribe to the podcast in iTunes. It's the best way to ensure that you don't miss a single episode of Project Management. Goodness. Thanks so much for joining us. Ask Cadence, the Project Management Podcast. We'll see you again next week.